And now, welcome to Chai with Manju, with your host, Dr. Manju Shen. Hello and welcome to Chai with Manju. Our special guest today is Niren Chaudhary. He is the CEO of Panera Bread, considered the 10th largest food chain in the United States. He has a very impressive background in food and hospitality industry in India, Europe, and now in the United States. He lives and leads his life with tremendous compassion and care. The philosophy of his life inspired by his beautiful daughter, Aisha, who lived life to the fullest before she passed away in 2015 at the age of 18. Her journey and that of his entire family has been showcased beautifully in the film Sky is Pink, starring Priyanka Chopra, Zaira Vaseem, and Farhan Akhtar. Let's meet Niren Chaudhary. Niren, welcome to the show. It's uh, truly such an honor to have you with us today. Thank you, Manju. It's fantastic to see you. Okay. So, uh, first of all, congratulations uh, for successfully navigating Panera through these tough times. Uh, it was within eight months of you becoming the CEO that we were in these uncharted waters, and you have made so many changes, restructured a lot, and um, some of the success stories, of course, have been the carry-out meals, which went from 40 to 85 percent, which is a big thing for Panera bread addicts like me. So tell us uh, some of the success stories of Panera. So you're right, uh, Manju, it's been an incredible journey, probably the most fascinating period of my entire career because of the sheer unpredictability with what one has been dealing with. And when I came in at Panera, it was you know a hard act to follow, coming in the footsteps of a very successful founder, CEO, and transforming the company. But the pandemic was you know something uh, of a very different beast. Uh, very quickly, we lost half our business. And I think the reason why we were able to step through it uh, as a team uh, as a company, as a brand, was just the some of our core values around resilience and tenacity and our mindset. Mm-hmm. And early into the pandemic, we defined what truly mattered were two things. Mm-hmm. One, the safety of our customers and associates. And the second was mm-hmm. the protection and preservation of our brand and business. Both were important. And the recognition that even as we took tough decisions to address both of those objectives, we would always do that with the utmost amount of compassion, humanity, mm-hmm. and respect. And that's really the core of who we are at Panera. And with that mindset, we not only drove financial stewardship, but we also stepped up and did the right things the right way to build trust with all of our stakeholders, be that our associates, be that our customers, and be that our community. So I'm really proud of Team Panera. And if you fast forward to now, a year ago, we were negative 50. We are now positive as a business. That's and we've amazing. pivoted. Yeah, we've pivoted from being, as you mentioned, a dining business to now 85% off premise. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the digital e commerce side, we've grown from about 35 to close to 50% as now e commerce mm-hmm. uh, revenue. So more off premise, more digital. And here's the thing. Think of this entire team being under lockdown, sitting behind Zoom cameras, and still we managed to innovate. Still we created a new product platform like flatbread pizzas, even though we couldn't go out and be in the test kitchen. 
they created this incredible product with a coffee subscription. So the innovation never stopped. So I think I would say those are the some of the important things that we did, and the reason why you know we've uh, come back and we're feeling very optimistic uh, about the future. I have to tell you, Panera is so close to our heart in Boston. Everybody, it seems, has a Panera story, and I'll share mine with you. When my daughter was in high school in Pingree, every Friday that was our mother-daughter date at Panera, wow. and the broccoli cheddar soup. It is the out of the world. So I have to ask you, what is your most favorite dish in Panera? Uh, I have many favorites. I think, uh, and they keep changing. But currently, I think the Fuji apple salad uh, is a, a current uh-huh. favorite. The chipotle chicken avocado sandwich mm-hmm. and the pepperoni flatbread pizza. Uh, those are some current favorites. I have to try some of those. Yeah. <laughs> so. You have a very, uh, you've had a very successful career in food and hospitality industry, goes in India, Europe, and now in the United States. You were also part of bringing big global brands to India, like Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, and then giving them a very local cultural flavor. Now, the word in the street is that India is, of course, by 2030, going to be one of the big consumer markets. What is your advice to those in the world, Western world who want to invest in the food industry in India? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm such a strong believer in, uh, in India and, you know, our, the size of the market, the strength of the culture. Mm-hmm. And whenever I think of India, you know, just mm-hmm. how vibrant that country is. Right. So here are a few data points for people who may not know India from a business standpoint. First, the largest youngest population in the world we have close to 600 million people under the age of 30 present company excluded uh, <laughs> 30, second at is, <laughs> 30 at heart forever uh, we have uh, 200 million people will be added to the global workforce in india by 2030 200 million people in india will migrate to city centers so put all of that together that's an incredible uh, reshaping of the macroeconomic environment in a market like India. So therefore, if you have to be a global company, you cannot not have an India strategy. But having said that, India is very different, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think this mindset of global brands but local heart uh, is very, very important, even more important to a country like India, which has such a rich heritage, you know, so many different languages, over 20 different languages, different cuisines, people look, dress, differently. It's kind of a melting pot. It's sort of the United States of Europe, uh, India is. So I I think I would like to share two important things. One is when you go into India, you have to innovate for India. Um, One of my favorite examples is there's a consumer durables brand that makes televisions and uh, washing machines. And as you know that in India, we love our Bollywood music uh, in movies. So this brand is so smart that on the television set, whenever music comes on, the audio goes up automatically, and then it comes down. You know, because really? they know we Indians like to like listen to yes. loud music. <laughs> and then another cultural insight is around these uh, uh, dryers, you know, washing dryers, that many of mm-hmm. us, you know, have uh, help at home who may not be educated. So it's a voice voice activated drying machine. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. so that so that's you don't have to memorize buttons and all that. So two uh, great examples of innovating for India, and then I think value is the other one, which is a big uh, 
uh, force multiplier, as you know, uh, mobile phones. Uh, one of the highest levels of penetration is in is in India, but the the important thing is that it it exploded when the price of a mobile phone fell below ten dollars, and you could also make phone calls for the price of a stamp that you used to you know post post an envelope. So if you get the right price, the volume can be a disproportionate multiplier of growth. So I would say those are the two important things: innovate for India, and make sure you have a value strategy. That's appropriate. Absolutely, absolutely. So, any plans to bring Panera to India? Well, uh, <laughs> not yet. Uh, we, Putting we, you we, in a spot there. No, no. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a state of uh, question of right now. Panera is only in North America, and we're very excited about the global opportunity of this incredible brand. So, in time, I'm sure it will reach the shores of India. Absolutely, I think it'll be so popular there. So, we now live. Um, in a world where it has changed so much and caring about others, we are interdependent, we have realized that. And we look to our leaders to lead with compassion. Uh, you've always said that your role model in your life is your daughter, Aisha. So how you live your life, how you take care of your work family. So for those of, uh, those of us or those in the, who are watching don't know much about her, Share Aisha's life with us and what are some of the lessons that she taught you to live a better life? Sure. Thank you for asking that uh, question. Aisha is very, very important to me. So Aisha, uh, my daughter, uh, we lost her in 2015 when she was just 18 years old and she died of pulmonary fibrosis, which is a progressive hardening of the lung. Um, but, you know, Aisha's story is not about uh, why a talented young woman died so early, but how much this talented young woman achieved with the attitude that she had towards life. And, and that is something that we can all learn from. So here are some you know, interesting facts about Aisha from those who may not know her. So uh, Aisha has, was a motivational speaker. She has two uh, TED Inc. talks on YouTube, uh, millions of hits. Um, uh, she's uh, also... Uh, the author of a bestseller book called My Little Epiphanies, which is on Amazon, a book that she wrote as she lay dying in her last few months about her reflections on life. And such was the power and inspiration of her attitude and desire to live life to the fullest that there's a movie called The Sky is Pink yes. that's been inspired by her. Those of you who may not have seen it, I would certainly recommend it's a must watch. It's the best movie in the world. I yes. kid you not. Uh, it's about my daughter. So, uh, but seriously, it's a it's a very good movie. It's an inspiring film. Uh, it's about life. Um, so, the question is, you know, how does somebody so young achieve so much? And I think it comes down to uh, uh, Aisha's unique attitude. And there are three things I want to share with you that inspire me, have inspired me, and continue to inspire me. One is around courage. And Aisha always used to say that, you know, you can't help the cards that life deals you, but you can certainly help how you play those cards by jumping as high as you can from wherever you might be by being the very best that you can be every single day, making every single day count and every moment magical. The second thing I, I learned from her was about gratitude. They're talking about magic that we all can discover everyday miracles. If you were to link, look at life at the end of the day, 
every day, every morning, or every night before we sleep through the lens of gratitude. You know, even now, as I sit with you and all the listeners who are listening to us, uh, just for a moment, you know, take a deep breath and just apply the lens of gratitude and look for everything mm-hmm. that's going well in your life. Things that we take for granted, people that we take for granted, and just resolve that we must tell people who we love that we love them. We must forgive people who we think we ought to forgive. And we must just have gratitude for the gift of life every single day. And the third thing that Aisha uh, taught me was how true joy lies in the act of giving. That in giving others mm-hmm. is you know true sort of fulfillment. So looking for opportunities of just making a difference to somebody else's life uh, certainly is, has been very healing for us. So I would say those are the ways in which mm-hmm. Aisha... Uh, continues to shape uh, who I am and who I want to be. I have to tell you, I have watched that Ink talk so many times. And in all the years that I've been doing the interviews and meeting people, I have never been as moved as I was with the courage of your daughter. And regarding the movie, I have to tell you, there is a very special moment in the movie where you are in England, you don't have money, and then you reach out to the community through Sunrise Radio. And you yeah. get double the you know donations that you expected, 250,000 instead of 120 that you needed. And at that moment, you said, Aisha is not just my daughter. She's daughter of everyone. That's right. And I want to thank you for sharing your daughter with the rest of the world because she will continue to inspire all of us forever. Yeah. So... Thank you so thank, much for doing that. Thank you, Manju. Let me tell, share a story uh, of why this is so meaningful to me and why it's so important to hear you say that. Yeah. So before Aisha passed away, she uh, tugged at my hand and she said, Dad, I don't want to die, you know. And I think for a parent, that's the most heartbreaking thing you can ever hear from your child. And that's why I, I you know, I, I, I feel uh, that this is the only way I can bring her back to life is in the hearts of millions of people across the world who don't know her, but can get to know her and can get to talk about her, just as we're talking about her. Absolutely. So right now, she's alive in our conversation, right? Yes. And that's the way in which uh, I want to keep her alive. So the movie Sky is Pink was very inspiring. Uh, Farhan Akhtar played you and Priyanka Chopra, your wife, Aditi, and Zaira Singh, your daughter. What was that whole experience like? So um, uh, the movie was just a, uh, a mystical convergence of intent, emotion, passion uh, around Aisha. Um, and uh, before Aisha passed away, uh, she wanted to see this movie called Margarita with a Straw. This is written and directed by Shanali Bose, who's a massively talented uh, artist. And... Uh, Aisha could not see it, unfortunately, before she passed away. It stayed in my mind. So after she passed away, I reached out to Shanali, and it turns out Shanali had lost her son, called Ashan, whose name is the same same as my son's, to a very tragic accident. And I think we were immediately connected as parents dealing with our respective losses, but you know, connected in a way that is impossible to have without that sense of empathy for each other. So that's how the project got started. And then we just met some incredible people along the way. You know, Sid Roy Kapoor from the production house, mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful human. 
uh, Priyanka Jonas, one of the most talented uh, actresses uh, that we have. And Farhan Akhtar <laughs> is somebody I've always loved. Yeah. And I kind of relate to, you know, because he's a musician and... Um, Rock star. And he's, he's phenomenal. And he's yes. not only that, he's just an incredible human. And, you know, we're, we're, we're now connected. We stay in touch. I just love that man. Um, so it was like a dream team coming together. And with so much of passion and love, uh, the story was told in such an elegant way. Yes. Um, it was somehow just meant to be. And, you know, Aisha was uh, a Bollywood queen at heart. She loved Bollywood and she loved anything to do with Bollywood. So I think it was somehow just meant to be that this is the way that she's going to come back to life in the hearts of so many others. And live forever. And live forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to tell you that as a doctor, especially, one of the things that really touched my heart is what you have done to help others, especially including the bone marrow registry in India, in Aisha's yeah. name. So tell us more about that as well. Sure. So I, you know, um, I'm always a big believer that whenever you have deep pain, Mm -hmm. uh, one way to leverage that is to convert that into purpose. And pain into purpose can be healing. So okay. I think for all our listeners, who I'm sure are carrying their own pain mm -hmm. of some kind, I think using that mindset at least has been healing for me. So I'm always inspired by people who do similar things. I was very fortunate to come across the founder of the fund I work for, Peter Half, mm -hmm. who lost his uh, wife, uh, who he, you know, misses dearly to leukemia. And and she, he lost her because he could not find a bone marrow donor. And on her deathbed, he promised her that this will not happen to anybody else. And Peter then uh, has created an organization called DKMS. It is the largest bone marrow registry in the world with 10, ma 10 million registered donors across wow. the world. Wow. So he converted his pain into purpose and to help other people. Mm -hmm. So when Peter and I uh, discussed our mutual pain and, and Aisha, he was so moved. He wanted to actually create a DKMS India chapter because okay. for both of us, a loss happened because we could not find a bone marrow donor. Okay. Had Aisha found a bone marrow donor, she would still be uh, with us today. So this is my heartfelt plea to everybody. If you can go to dkms.com uh, and register yourselves as donors, uh, that's one way of honoring Aisha and her story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said it's a big purpose. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, we will bring that information in the story as well. So I'm going to ask you a question that is very close to my heart because I'm a big dreamer. And you've always said that you believe in the audacity of dreams. You've had a very interesting life, especially from your career point of view. You started in vibrant Chandni Chalk, prestigious St. Stevens, University of Delhi, Harvard Business School. You've changed the face of food industry in so many levels. What is your advice to those who are watching today and want to make their dream a reality? What is your secret recipe, if there is any? You know, I, I really believe in the power of dreams. Uh, I believe that everything uh, in this world has to be created twice, once in your mind 
and only then it comes into reality. So it's so important to dream. Um, I believe in the metaphor of think of your life as an unfinished painting. So imagine fast forward 20 years from now and think of what will your life look like, uh, who you are, who do you want to be, um, what kind of relationships do you have, what kind of impact are you leaving behind? And every morning, wake up and make those colors a little sharper, more defined, more vibrant. Because we may not realize it, but we're living life as we speak. And before long, life will be nearly finished. And we don't want to be standing at that point and then don't like the picture that we have in front of us, right? right? Okay. So it's so important to have that dream identified. And it's still, you know, it, it may not always be very clear. That's fine. But thinking about it is important. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I really believe in three important things. One is, don't be afraid to dream. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, have the audaciousness to dream mm -hmm. big and dream in an unconstrained way. Dream that this is the only time you're going to be alive. So let's make the most of this gift of life that we have. So that's the first thing, audacious mm -hmm. dream. But that's not enough. Once you have a dream, you need to have the intense curiosity to learn on how to achieve that dream. Because just dreaming is not enough. You need to build a know-how and have the curiosity uh, to learn from other people who have achieved something similar. Mm -hmm. Listening, learning, speaking, getting mentors, learning and having the curiosity to build know-how. And even that is not enough. And that's where the third thing comes in, which is the courage to take massive, massive action. Sometimes people dream and then they have curiosity, but they don't act, you know. So you have to do all three things. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned music. And uh, I know you've called yourself an aspiring rock star. I think yeah. the name that <laughs> you played uh, at Delhi University still. And I think the jingles behind Panera have a very <laughs> different tune nowadays. <laughs> I would actually call you a rock star CEO. So one request I have for you today is if you would care to maybe sing a few lines for us today. Sure thing, Manju. I, I always <laughs> look forward to any opportunity to sing. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm really happy to do that for you. Okay, so excited about that. Yeah. It's another tequila sunrise. Drifting slowly across the sky You say goodbye He was just a hired hand Working for the dreams he planned to try The days go by Every night when the sun goes down You're just another lonely boy in town 
streets are running round She doesn't just another woman I couldn't keep from coming on It's been so long It's a hard feeling when it comes down to leaving friends. It never ends. Take another shot of courage Wonder why the right words never come You just get numb It's another tequila sunrise This old world still looks the same Another frame Wow. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much.